This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 59. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm happy to welcome LaShawn Curb to the Baller Circle. LaShawn is a brand strategist, digital media influencer, and keynote speaker. He gained early popularity from documenting the singer-songwriter Usher, which was quickly placed in Origin Magazine. Since then, many other publications, media outlets, and magazines, and television networks have featured, featured his work. LaShawn developed a proprietary process that leverages the power of human connection with personal branding and digital products. LaShawn, I want to welcome you to the show and uh, I want to find out how you're doing. Oh man, I'm doing awesome. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here. No problem at all. I'm happy to have you. So branding is something that is so important uh, for anyone who has a business, but I think, unfortunately, something that so many people forget. They, they leave out, they don't really spend a lot of time to really uh, cultivate their brand and, and build something um, that it really is, is going to have longevity. Uh, so uh, I want I want to really get into you know your branding techniques, some advice that you have for um, you know business owners out there. But before we jump into all that, let's let's take some 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 steps back and and learn more about Lashawn. Like where did you grow up? What was life like? Let's uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I grew up in, in, you know, inner city Pittsburgh on the north side, and it's just a very, um, if you've ever been there, very industrial type town. And generally speaking, a lot of the thinking and the way people interact with things is, is like they have to work their way through life. Mm. Um, so really, really kind of a struggle mentality that is, is consistent in Pittsburgh. And so I grew up there, and it was good, you know, to really to get that as a root because it's like, okay, I will work hard, and, you know, that'll push you forward. Um, <clears throat> however, um, after I you know got a little bit older and I did move around a, quite a bit when I was young, I mean, I, I probably went to 14 different schools before I got out of high school, wow, but eventually it is totally, it's, it's so much, man. You know, my parents split early and my mom was trying to make ends meet and she was building a business, um, you know, just had a TV show and, and all this record collector and all these kinds of things, which is how I got interested in media in the first place. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got a little bit older and then I took myself on off to, to the Marine Corps and that's when it all got really interesting. So, um, you know, it, far stretch from uh, being in the military to, to going into branding. But, you know, it's it's just a it was an interesting process for sure. Um, I had um, I, I got stationed um, originally. I was stationed in like North Carolina, uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. If anybody knows about Camp Lejeune and Paris Island, that's where it all started. Um, and then I got um, attached to a unit called Marine Corps, uh, Marine Corps Security Forces Europe. And while I was there, um, I had a buddy just sell me an old film camera. His his girlfriend gave him. He never did anything with it. And I started like taking it on our training missions and stuff like that. And eventually, it, you know, it really laid a seed with me. And I started to kind of develop this different way of seeing the world through layers. You know, I could kind of uncover the stories of, of how people were living and, and all the kinds of things that they're dealing with visually. And it just really started to, to become a thing for me. And, uh, you know, fast forward out of the military, it, it started to be, become a really thing that, you know, other people started to notice too. Hmm. So 
I like that's that. how it that's how it all started man yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome man i and I, I feel the same way it's like if you really can can tell a story in a compelling way whether it's you know through photography through video through writing a blog post whatever it's all about it's all about communicating that story because people love stories that's like what you know one of the what the oldest human pastime is just sitting around talking about uh stories and sharing things with with people and and you know it's so great that you know in t- today's uh age we can do that so through so many different mediums so uh it's, it's awesome that uh that you found yours um you know in the marine corps uh so so how did you leverage that uh and how did you um i guess get to the part where you know as we talked about before where you were documenting the life of usher and you become a, a great brand strategist what how did you go from you know uh, in the marine corps doing this and, and learning to developing a skill set that uh, you really could like take to major brands? Yeah, great question. Um, so what started to happen with me is, you know, when, uh, like I told you, when I got out and I started just really um, embracing photography and embracing my creativity in that way, um, what I started to notice was how much value I was bringing to other um, companies and artists and these people. I started to notice how much value that I was bringing. And at the time, um, I understood that the more attention that they got, um, pretty much the more opportunities and the more money and the more stuff that they were able to do with it. But at the time, I just didn't have any of the systems in place or the knowledge of <laughs> that I could actually take advantage of that. So, you know, as time went on, you know, I would be, you know, doing a shooting a campaign or, or doing something like that. And my work's been a lot of different places. I mean, it's been, you know, Universal, VH1, BET, like it's all over. You can see it in forums every once in a while. Like, you know, it's been a lot of different places. But so after that attention would, would start to get aggregated for them, I would start noticing the ways that they were monetizing it. And so that, I think, for me was a, a big thing because when I first got started, um, it was it was really just about like loving my craft, which I do love. It's a really it's an important piece of me. But I didn't have those tools that uh, I could have used a lot earlier to turn into something that would grow my wealth and grow my business um, and really establish my brand legend down the road. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Yep. Okay, I like that. So it was a very so it was a very natural progression. You know, it was a very natural progression. You know, I got into it. Um, and I started leaning more into like digital media. And then after we got that attention, I started to notice like, um, there were a lot of, um, people that I, I was able to get them more attention, but they didn't have the knowledge of either of how to, to, to take advantage of the attention either. Hmm. So I was like, okay, well, what do you do with that? Okay. Well, you start creating, uh, platforms, you start creating products to, to be able to, to really take full, full advantage of it, hmm. you know? So. Yeah. So, so when you look out in the world and you see all these different brands, and I know you like to, you know, you, you like to harness the power of the human connection. How do how do people connect with other people? What's I guess what is the secret sauce to make a good connection? What, what do you see a lot of brands doing wrong? You know, um, that's a that's a really great question. Uh, what I see a lot of brands doing wrong is um, it starts really with their intention. Um, a lot of times when people are starting a business or even businesses are already like really big, um, they're in the business of making money. Um, they're not usually in the business of creating global impact. And so the way that they interact with people and the, and the initiatives that they get involved with are completely different because their intentions are out of alignment. You know, so um, when it doesn't really match up, it, it usually lands really empty. So, and you may notice that when you look at billboards or commercials. 
there's often nothing about it that actually does anything that's going to enhance your life. Nothing that really connects with you personally that you're going to walk away being impacted by. And I think that's a real big miss um, for most brands that are to, that are intending to brand themselves or intending to grow their brands. Um, mostly, it's really transactional, and I think that's a big miss. Okay. So how do you turn that around? What 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 makes it? Um, you know, because you're clearly you're you know you're 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 in business to make money, right? So how do you yeah. make it not transactional? How do you how do you um, I guess what's what's the the right way of going about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts it starts with being curious about how you can make a real impact. Um, because, and, and let me be really clear, when I mean not being transactional, I don't mean not making money. Mm-hmm. I believe that you should make money and you should get the resources to to grow whatever it is that, that you're behind or whatever brand you're, or that you care about, take care of your families, you should make money. But um, if you're in it to only make money, then you won't create anything that impacts people's lives. So, so what happens there is that you don't end up growing champions of your personal brand or your global brand. You don't end up growing people that actually care about your brand itself. And so they don't share with their other people and they don't like, you know, they have no reason to be loyal to, to whatever it is that you're offering. And so to answer your question about how you get around that is I believe that you create content that directly deals with how, uh, what people are facing and what they can do to change things in their lives. You know, so you'll you'll see every once in a while, like, I don't know if you've seen like the Dove commercials that are talking about like um, how older women are aging. So so they'll, they'll talk. It's really that they really want to sell soap. But what they tap into is the story or the concern about women getting of age and if they lose their beauty in that process. And so they tie in that they don't necessarily lose that beauty because they know that that's a conversation that older women are having you know, as far as their concerns, like if they're getting older, they're losing their beauty or they are wrinkles, ugly is gray hair, uh, you know, kind of a downgrade in their mm-hmm. appearance, you know? So I, I think that's a way to, to leverage it is to tap into the conversations that are already happening and, um, you know, show that you care okay. in the way that you do your content. Okay. So your content is focused on, um, whatever problem, I guess, social problem you think your audience has, and then you're showing how that your brand actually cares about you solving that problem. And um, it's not just about you, I guess, selling them on a product, but actually helping them uh, solve the problem. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, more or less. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not as a strategy, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just as a way to operate. Mm-hmm. Because once again, like I, I believe that companies are should be in business to make money and grow their impact. But how they go about it is a complete different you know, thing. Okay. And there's nothing really wrong with uh, companies selling stuff to you. And just from my own personal perspective, if if someone had something that was going to make a real difference in my business or a real difference in my life, and they didn't make it available to me, I would feel as though I was not being taken taken care of. So right. definitely sell it to me, make it available to me, but also um, make it available to me if it's the right fit. If it fits, you know, what's going to really serve my needs and, and what interests me, you know, um, and maybe, you know, something about how this is going to help me that I don't know. But then in that case, educate me. OK. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So with someone that has a digital product, right, they're listening to this right now and they're thinking to themselves, OK, I have this product. I want to I want to create a good brand. I want to connect with 
you know, people like LaShawn is saying I should do? What questions do they need to ask themselves? Like what, what process do you take clients through to get them from being transactional to being on the right side of uh, branding? Yeah, I mean, I think it really starts with what type of things are you curing for, you know? So, so for example, um, with our company, we have a product called the Course Creator Method, and we show people how to turn their expertise into um, digital products, right, into mm-hmm. online courses and stuff like that. The, the thing that we're curing for is um, th- most people that are starting businesses are trading time for dollars. Mm-hmm. So we're curing for that time and freedom that, that they need to get back, right? So we're showing them how to leverage it. And putting into and putting into a system that works for them, but we know exactly what we're curing for. So I would say you really want to start with what you're curing for, because then you know exactly who you need to serve and how you need to serve them. Okay, all right, I like that. So you, so do you? Uh, are you a big social media person? Um, I'm on it all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For, for um, branding purposes, is that? Uh, just uh, you know what? Um, I am on it for branding purposes. But I'm on it because I, I, I recognize that that is where people live now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's not like um, it's not a passive type of thing. Right. You know, the, there's like, for example, Facebook, you know, I will I'll be on there quite a bit. Like I share my, my family pictures and I share, you know, pictures of me and my lady and, and our adventures. And I also share some of the things that that I learn and I discover and I'll make statements that are sometimes outlandish, <laughs> you know, um, but I really share myself. I make myself available to connect with, you know, and I and I get that the more that I do that, um, I I allow other people to really show up as their their, their truest selves. Um, and uh, I find that I'm able to, to 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 build some pretty amazing relationships just by showing up and making myself available. Do, do you believe social media needs to be part of a branding strategy? Um, I believe that if you're not leveraging social media, you're probably missing a lot of really amazing opportunities. Okay. So, so then that comes to like another, another thing. Cause I know that, um, so, you know, a lot of people try to be on social media and they, you know, the, they'll create these accounts and then, you know, they'll throw out content and a lot of times it just misses whoever it is they're trying to connect with. Right. Um, what's, what's the right way to do branding on social media? I mean, I, um, yeah, that's a great what do you question. Think about that? um, you know, I don't know if there's any right way or wrong way um, to do social media, um, but what I can tell you is that if you're not really showing up with a certain level of authenticity, um, you'll probably miss the boat too. Mm-hmm. You know, because people won't resonate with it. If you show up with some level of authenticity, like if you're really being yourself, um, if you're a real jerk you'll scare certain people off and, uh, and, and you will also align with the people that have the same type of perspective, you know, that can respect your, if you're a sarcastic person or whatever, and they can kind of get with that. Um, you start to be able to align who you can communicate with and who you're comfortable kind of interacting with and who resonates with you. So I think that however you're showing up, you will probably put some, some people away and you, you will pull in closer other people that resonate with your perspectives. So, um, I, I don't think that there's any, you know, one way that you can do social media. But what I can say is that um, one thing I really love about it, especially what you start to see now, is like how people are leveraging groups and communities. 
I mean, the, it's just so amazingly powerful. I mean, the, what you can do um, inside of you know Facebook community, and that's why I really love Facebook itself. Is because you're able to leverage communities, you're able to get whole groups of people in alignment that have like similar views and similar things that you can just like make things happen so fast and so rapidly. Um, and I really love that. So that's, is, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Cool. Is, is Facebook your favorite social media platform? Uh, Facebook, I probably use the most because I, I just feel like there's, there's a lot of different tools there. There's the groups and, and obviously there's a lot of different things with, with Facebook ads and strategies there and, and all those kinds of things where I think it's really good. Um, I use Instagram quite a bit um, just because, you know, my, my background digital media and, and, and really coming from the, the commercial photography space. So I, I get on there and I put photos and, I, and I'll write, you know, what, what I what those photos make me think or feel. And, and I think people really connect with that content. Um, so I use both of those a lot. I mean, still, I have the other ones. I have Twitter and LinkedIn. I don't think anyone really lives on LinkedIn and like shares their family pictures <laughs> right. and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm there. So I, I would say I probably have the biggest presence on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any uh, any tools that you use that help you with your, uh, I guess, social media? I do. Um, great question. So as far as Facebook goes, um, other than just like what we do with like ads and stuff like that, we don't really use any tools. I really use that to be myself there. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Instagram goes, um, I've been using a tool recently called Instagress. And what I found is I really love this tool. You know, because I've been able to um, really automate a lot of the process when it comes to like reaching out um, because I can really get really specific about who I'm targeting. Like so I can target specific hashtags or specific um, people that I'd like to follow or I want the people that would be following them. For example, Tony Robbins, I'm following Tony Robbins and I'm targeting the people that would like the content of Tony Robbins. They follow him and they interact with that. So I will find ways to put my content in front of them and kind of uh, jump into where the traffic is going and add my content in. And the people like it, you know, they, they find out about me and what I'm doing and other things. And uh, I would think the Instagram is just a really powerful tool to, tool to use with that. And as far as like um, is commenting and stuff like that, you can automate the comments. And it's funny enough, like it used to be kind of just something I would do to just give me, buy me more time back in a way. Um, but what I found is like people would really respond with like what they really think and what they really feel and, and all those kinds of things. So I do have a portion of that is that's automated. But when I notice that someone comments and they give me something real, I'll jump in and give them something real back and I'll direct message them. I don't automate that process and just like spam people's inboxes and stuff like that. I will have real conversations. I will get on the phone and, and even though some of the stuff that I do is not scalable, um, a, a lot of it just makes a difference for another human being when you when you take the time. So let me ask you this question. So a lot of people are just naturally they're they're extroverts. They're very gregarious. They're they're good with people in general. They're the kind of person that they walk into a room. They can easily talk to people. You know, they'll have a crowd of people around them. And then that sort of personality, I feel like, also somewhat translates onto social media. Um, is for someone who's like, let's say they don't have that personality, right? They, they, and they're struggling to get people to respond. They, you know, they send out a message. No one cares. No one responds. No comments. No nothing. It's crickets. What <laughs> do you, do you have any advice? Happen. Do you have any advice for that person? Like what, what should they do to kind of, um, help 
help the uh, engagement, get people interested uh, yeah. in, in what they're, what so, they're what I say. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, and this is my perception, is is people get really attached to the response. Mm-hmm. They get really attached to like how many people are liking it, if anybody loved it, how many comments are getting, and all this kind of stuff. And it takes them out of the the process of being present with people there. So I would just say, if if you have something to share and you have uh, just a perspective or something you want to put it out, there, put it out there and continue to put it out there. And you'll start to notice that people will start showing up, you know, get more, get more interactive with it. It's not a passive thing. Um, and I'm even working on this myself. I've been starting to do like more like live videos and, and letting people really see my life and, and what I'm working on and my triumphs and my pitfalls. Um, I don't try to pretty it up. I don't try to make it so polished that it, it looks like I'm untouchable and I'm unreachable and you can't really talk to me and, you know, we can't have conversations or any of that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't try to create it that way. I just show up and be prolific and constantly create. And I'm not attached to numbers. You know, I don't, I don't manage how many people liked it or how many people commented. I just manage that I'm present enough to respond organically when they do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. does. So the other thing yeah. I want to talk to you about is networking. Uh, I saw a Facebook yeah. Live that you did. Uh, and yeah. you were talking about networking and how someone had posted something about networking seems, uh, you know, like you're sucking up to people or, or you know, whatever. And, yeah. uh, I, I think that, you know, that's a, that, that is a very, um, uh, widespread, uh, belief that people have that networking, I think, I think people either, either they love it or they hate it. Right. So for the person who, who hates it, um, what, what advice do you have for, for that person? How can they make the most out of networking? And, and I guess really I'll even start out with what is the point of networking for you? A uh, loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you know what? Uh, I noticed that a lot of people run into this. Um, and yeah, I did get into a conversation about that recently. Um, this is very similar to how people show up on social media is, they're really, in most cases, they're looking for that like instant conversion. You know what I mean? Um, if you were to go up to some woman that you didn't know in the street and you and you never introduced yourself and you asked her to marry you, like that would be weird. Mm-hmm. People would say, "Oh my God!" Like, "No, what are you doing here?" You know. But people kind of treat social media that way and they treat networking that way. You know, where they're looking for this like instant gratification, this instant conversion of what, how can I get this thing for you? And a lot of times they don't really show up with what they can offer that's going to be life changing for someone else. Once again, like you should make money if you're in business, but it doesn't mean that you need to convert that thing right away. And you don't really know, like, what's the impact? I mean, most people don't know this, that if you're looking to get a customer, a lot of times your customer is worth 10 times the first 10 times the amount of the first sale that you ever get from them. Hmm, You know, so, so that really changes the perspective is the idea to get the first quick transaction and turn them into some, some dollar and transact. Like, I I don't think that's the goal, but I do believe that if you're, if you're willing to take the time to build the right relationships, um, you'll just find that amazing things open up for you. Um, I've been able to do that, and, and a lot of a lot of times it was, a, I think, a really organic thing for me. Like I told you, I went to 14 different schools before I ever got out of high school. <laughs> and one of the things that I really 
um, started to learn early was how to be interested in people. I stopped trying to be interesting and started being interested. And I would just Hmm. open a Pandora's box of what people are about, what they care about, why they're doing what they're doing, how's it impacting their lives. And, you know, I think once you meet people at, at that level, the relationship is different. Okay. And how they interact with you completely changes. What they make available to you as far as their relationships or their opportunities is completely different than, you know, if you go to a Coke machine and you get a Coke out, that's a commodity. No one cares about that. It doesn't impact their lives. You know, so I think that when it comes to networking, if you show up and you're actually curious, and if you're not actually curious, work that as a muscle. Start being curious about like why people are doing this. Why are they there? What are they intending? What are their goals? Like, do you have anything that you could actually add value to their business or their lives that will make a difference to them right away? Because if you do that, now you've created a relationship and you can turn that into business. So when you go to a networking event, do you do you have like a, a game plan? Like, do you ever say like, hey, I want to meet this specific person and have a specific conversation? Or are you just kind of like let, let things flow? Um, you know what? It's it's funny. I've been getting this this question a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't generally have a game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, as I told you, I, I went to traffic and conversions. I'm sorry. There's a train coming. <laughs> okay. um, you can hear that. Yeah. Um, but I, I went to traffic and conversions. Um, a couple weeks ago in, in San Diego on your in your home turf, and uh, um, I got this question a lot. People were asking me like, "What do you plan to get out of this? And what do you what are you intending to get out of it?" Um, man, I actually stopped carrying business cards when I go to events, mm-hmm. and and when I tell people that, they're always really shocked. Like, "What do you mean? Like, how do you how are you going to connect and this and that?" And so my perspective is that if I'm not present enough and whoever I spoke to didn't connect with me enough that I wanted to interact with them. Like then I don't want to have a whole stack of like business cards in my home. If they, if we really made it some kind of connection and I really think I can add value to them or vice versa, I like, I will literally act like a person with them. (laughs) Like I will give them my phone number. I will not pass them to like my email. It's very passive. When people do that, they're like, oh, you know, you meet them and they, they give you their email. All that communicates to people is that you're not important enough to really interact with directly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I stray away from that with the best of my ability. And when I go to these events, uh, networking events or, or just digital marketing events or whatever it is, I practice being present with who I'm interacting with. And the, the experience is completely different um, when that happens for me and for them. So. Okay, so so uh, you walk into the event um, and you just just you know see what conversations come up uh, and don't necessarily have. Well, let's say let's say like um, let's say I went to an event and I'm like I want to meet I don't know who whoever whoever the per, you know celebrity is or whoever the person is that I think like this is this is the person's going to change my business right? Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I want to meet that person right. I, I want to connect them, with that yeah. person and I want to see. I want to see if somehow, you know, what's possible, right? Right. What, what, what's yeah. the what's the strategy there? How do you not come off? So you know, in a bad like way? clamoring, right? Yeah. So so I've had this happen on several different occasions, right? Mm-hmm. Personally, I've had this happen, and I'll even share that with you. Like I was in um, a mastermind a while back in Colorado uh, Springs, and um, 
uh, awesome guy by the name of, uh, of Pete Vargas puts on an event there at, at Advance Your Reach Live, Colorado Springs, where he basically shows speakers how to scale stages, right? So there was a mastermind after the event, and in the mastermind was only about 30 different businesses, um, lots of different amazing people in there, but one in particular by the name of Ryan Dice was mm. leading it, right? <laughs> so so Ryan Dice is there, Nicholas Kuzmich is there, and all these other, like, people that are amazing doing amazing things but what i knew um of ryan nice obviously is that they have a program um that shows people how to do all kinds of different things with internet marketing but i had already poked holes in in a lot of things that i see that they weren't doing with it mm -hmm. right so i already knew for from my perspective that there was there were opportunities there to add value so i wasn't looking to to talk with them from the perspective of like what I could get from from him, but I already knew where they were missing the mark. Mm. And so um, I did uh, approach him and have a conversation and we did talk for quite some time and he understood right away um, that I knew that where they had holes in their game and how we could add value. Mm. So, um, and I didn't jump on them and like clamor them or any of that kind of stuff, but we had a really valuable conversation. And now today, you know, I, I have lots of friends that are with Digital Marketer. I'm friends with Marcus Murphy. I'm friends with Molly Pittman. You know what I mean? And on a on a first name basis, you know, they'll message me or say what's up or any of that kind of stuff. And it all kind of developed from knowing how I could add value. And then I went that next step and and started doing that. Does so that, that make sense? Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I like actually like that approach. But what I was thinking of as you were talking about that, I was like, how do you do that without being offensive, <laughs> right? Like. What's the, I guess, what's that fine line that you walk where you're, you're demonstrating that clearly I have some value to add, but you're not offending the person by saying, Hey, your product is, is lacking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of it starts with the intention. You know, my intention is to add value. My intention isn't to be a jerk or be offensive or to be whatever. And, and, you know, you may or may, cause there are First of all, in this industry, lots of people are doing really well. Mm -hmm. um, and and so there's lots of money going around. There's lots of success going around. And that can definitely play into certain people's egos. But I also knew what their mission was. Like their mission is to is to change businesses, tons of them, make millionaires with businesses over the next, you know, uh, and by 2020. You know, so I already knew in order for them to do that then they have to, to do it better than they've been doing it so far. And they're in the game of that. That's the game that they're in, of doing it better than they've been doing it so far and better than anyone else. That's the goal. Hmm. You know. So if I can add something that's going to take that to the next level, then you, you, know, you, you may find that someone's not open to that conversation. They may not, they may not think that you merit uh, you know, and to tell them anything. And so you may run into that. Right. I didn't in this case, um, which is great. <laughs> so so um but yeah i mean you could definitely run into that and if you do um i would just stick to what your values are and what your intentions are um and and that's what we do with our business too okay. know? we know um you know we're technically a branding company you know our, our company's called brand legend but we're in the business of, of showing people how to create freedom and flexibility in their lives through digital products with education right because right now there's lots of people, like I said, making money in the industry. I mean, it was a $107 billion industry since 2015. And what you may not know, and a lot of people don't know, 
is only 90, excuse me, three to 5% of the people that take these digital products or these digital courses actually complete them. So 97% fall out before they even get the intended value. Now, so, so anyone that's, that's selling digital products or selling education, uh, you know, education online can understand why that makes a big difference for them because only 3% of those people are actually completing those things. That means they're not getting the, the back end value. They lose it on the front. So those people aren't going in to take advantage of their other offerings, their, their coachings or their masterminds, any of those, their other events, you know, and if you're, if, let's say that you're getting 5%, if you're able to double that and even get 10, you've doubled your money. You've, you've now been able to keep more people in your funnel to take and add more value to them down the road. So anyone who's even paying attention to this at all, like can really get that like, wow, okay. If I just need a little bit of coaching on how I, I strategize, how I'm educating people, and, and I can get more people to actually stay in when I sell it to them, and I can make other things available to them down the road now, I've made – I've literally doubled my business. Right. So um, it's, a, it's a really cool space to be in, man. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. Yeah, and and I, love, I love that what you said about uh, – because it's so true. It's like so many people don't – you know, they create these products, people buy them, they don't complete them, they, you know, drop out halfway through. And from a, I guess from a, from the standpoint of you thinking like, okay, if I'm just selling this initial product, maybe I don't care because I, you know, I got my money, but you don't get those upsells, right? And you don't get, you, you've pr- pretty much probably lost that person as a customer in the future. You've lost that person as a customer, right? You got to get a yeah. new one and fill out the funnel. Yeah. And they're, know? and they're so, not going to recommend you to probably anyone else. Either. No one. No one. They didn't yeah. get the value that they were intending. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it starts with intention. You know, if your intention is to is to figure out the best way to add that value and to grow their business, to grow the thing, whatever you're trying to help them with, if that's your intention and you do that the most um, efficient way that you can, then you're going to get better results. And mostly, and I don't want to sound like I'm beating up the industry because I'm excited about it. I love that it even exists. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but what I notice is that people don't even, they're not having conversations about how we can do it better. Right. Right. They're just, they, they, they have, have accepted and resigned that this is what happens. Most, almost everyone that goes in is going to fall out. We made the initial money and they're done. But that, um, we've found isn't necessarily the case because we've had clients get up to 90% completion, which Hmm. is all the way on the other side of the spectrum. Right. Almost everyone that they put in has gone through, got the initial value, gone through to, to take advantage of their other offerings. And so, so that tells me there's a big gap in the divide and, and where does it exist? Right. You know, um, I think it starts with the intention. Right. Right. Well, I really like that. Uh, LaShawn, you added some great value here. Uh, you're, you're clearly great at, uh, branding and, and, uh, strategies. And, uh, I think, uh, so much of what we talked about is so important to uh, a lot of people out there who, who want a brand, who want to network, who want to connect with people, but aren't necessarily uh, sure how to do it the right way. And I think if, if people uh, can figure out the right way to do it, they're willing to do it. I don't think people necessarily want to do things the wrong way or want to offend people or want to be boring or whatever else. I think they, they just don't know any better. Um, so, you know, you definitely uh, are, are, are a great resource uh, for helping people out. Uh, so I want to know before we close out, how can the baller circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Yeah, uh, certainly. I mean, you can go to my website. You can find me on Facebook. My, my website is simply brandlegend.us. Um, you can find me online, LaShawn Curb. I'm on Facebook. Um, definitely connect with me. You can email me, of course, but that's a really that's a way to do it. But it's just LaShawn <laughs> at um, 
brand legend, not us, but yeah, reach out, have conversations. I'm happy to share what I know because I believe that if, if you, you take any of this in, like you'll be able to change what you're doing with your business. And if I was to kind of leave anything with you, I would say this, you are your brand. And I really mean that how people experience you is what they're left with. That's the impact. They don't really care as much about like, if your website isn't as refined or if you didn't have business cards and your logo could have been like this and that and your colors didn't really speak to this because it was alarming because it was too red. Like people don't really get <laughs> caught up about that. They, they do, however, um, get caught up about if interacting with you really sucks right. or if it was really amazing. You know, um, they take that with them and that's your brand. So if you can put all those other elements together and you have good presentation and all that kind of stuff, you should have it. And certainly, you know, get the tools to take advantage of that when they do go visit your websites, right? Have your, have all the things that you need, right? Right. But remember that you are your brand. How people experience you is what they're going to be left with. And if you really go into things with, with a really honest intention, you'll walk out with results. Sounds good, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Absolutely. That was LaShawn Curb from Brand Legend. You can connect with LaShawn at brandlegend.us or on Facebook. Thanks for being awesome and for joining us on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. Uh, if there's a guest that you would like to hear on the show or a topic that you would like covered, uh, just shoot me an email at michael at internetballers.com and I'll see what I can do to make that happen. Uh, so be sure to listen to next week's interview. I'll be interviewing LaShawn's business partner from brand legend, Dr. Carrie Rose, who specializes in helping course creators develop courses that people actually complete uh, and tell their friends about. So you don't want to miss that episode. I know a lot of people have problems with that with you know people buying courses and not completing it. And from a business standpoint, it's actually a really bad thing because if people don't complete your course, that means they're not going to have a probably good, very good experience, which means they're not going to leave good testimonials and they're probably not going to tell anyone about it. So um, Carrie has some good, uh, good pointers in getting people to complete courses. And, uh, that's a good, good episode to, uh, to tune into next week. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out the blog post for this episode, as well as other episodes of the internet ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.